Hi and welcome to the Travel Hero Podcast by ITB. Are you ready to reveal some superpowers of the great minds of the tourism industry? Here's your host, Nico Gutia. Our guest today is Andy Owen-Jones, the one and only. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's great to have you here. And tell me a little bit, person who'd never heard the name before, what are the three points he has to know or she has to know about you? Oh, three points they have to know about me. Um, I am English by birth, but <laughs> Welsh by parentage and German by grandparentage. But I've mainly lived in France. <laughs> That's nice. We got another two. Uh, another two. I have. I'm a grandfather. You are? as of three months ago. Congratulations! I have a beautiful little granddaughter who's called Lucy, and she's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, and the third thing, I absolutely love football. <laughs> and that's why you're here yep. talking football a little bit exactly. at Travel Euro Podcast. No, you are one of the big names. It's always hard when someone is mentioned. It's it, always hard, it? yep. Tell absolutely. me a little bit about your company and what is the way yep. you took to get there where we are today. So our company is called BD for Travel. Um, BD stands for Big Data and four is really the fourth industrial revolution, which is artificial intelligence. And we started off six years ago. Um, I used to be the uh, head of um, the Amadeus Leisure Group. So we used to run most of the websites across Europe, uh, Central Europe particularly. Um, and there we saw that none of our clients understood what was going on on their websites. So we came, <laughs> we came to ITB six years ago with a PowerPoint. And we went to various different people, Holiday Check, um, Thomas Cook, all of whom said our ideas were interesting. But Expedia were really good to us. And they said that we could put our tracking pixel on their site, on their package holidays, and analyze their customers. And we analyzed their customers for a year. What a great opportunity. It was such a great opportunity. And we fed back to them what their customers were doing. And it was evident that although we were doing, when I was at Travel Attainment, we were doing millions of bookings a year. No one knew why if someone started off looking for a family holiday in Crete and ended up <laughs> booking a villa in Spain, what happened? They just saw the result. And it was so interesting to see that everyone was working on averages from yesterday. And we decided to profile what everyone's doing now and to try and work out what they want to do and what that means. And then to try and change the website in real time. Do the real time recommendations. Yes. How did you, how did this idea got born? In, in fact, I would say we do a lot more than real time recommendations. We try and work out what you want right now. And we, we do that because um, when we were looking at these customers, we realized that we could turn the click streams back into views of people. And it struck us that people haven't really cared about what customers want to do on their website. They love the result and they kind of market to them a lot and then shove them through the funnel. They throw a lot of money at Google. People come on board and maybe 30% bounce and then 20% are interested and they click through. And finally, someone comes through and they're really happy when they book. But why did that person jump? And so we decided to try and model what is going to happen for this person. And is it best to give them a recommendation? Is it best to change the sort order? Is it best to steer that individual to the call center? Is it best to give them a voucher? If you've got a thousand reviews, it's too many on a, on a hotel. Which review is interesting for that person right now to help them make the best decision? So we basically tried to make shop-like processes work online. So if you go into a shop 10 days in a row and someone ignores you, you feel ignored. But that happens on sites. So we want the site not to ignore you. 
but to learn what you want, to listen to you and respect you and feedback the kind of thing that we think you'd like. So was this a wish from your birth on? <laughs> no, and it hasn't ever been a wish of our customers. We've had to educate them, really. No, um, I mean you. No, 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 no. I, I, I fell into travel, really, and fell into um, travel technology. I, I studied, uh, I did a classic British thing of doing rubbish for a job in terms of my degree. So I did a degree in geography and then political history of conflict in Africa. Nice mixture. So really nice mixture, but utterly useless in, in terms of most things. Um, so I left uh, when I was 22 or whatever, and I thought, what's the one area I know nothing about? And it's technology. So I joined British Airways on their graduate IT scheme and learned to program in PL1, which was a terrible language. So you just said, okay, I go this way. And they said, hey, you welcome. Exactly. Finally, you're there. Exactly. So they hired me as a programmer, taught me how to program, and I hated every moment of it. Mm. So I lasted a year and I switched out of that into operations and finally brand management. So I ended up working in marketing in, in, in an airline and I did that for a couple of years. And You were happy there? Loved it. Oh. Loved it. So I had the best job in the world for a 25-year-old, which was I was the brand manager of First Class. So my job was to try out First Class services oh, worldwide. It's a hard one. Someone got it. It was a it. tough one. It was a tough one. So we had chocolate tasting on the third Monday of Sounds every month. Horrible. We had wine tasting, duvet testing. So all those good kind of things. But, But um, you left. I left. I left. So I left and went to a bank. Big mistake. Really dull. <laughs> and I had two years in a bank doing operational research consulting. Um, which is really application of advanced maths into business problems. Keep me awake. Uh, really, really dull. And I wasn't that advanced in my maths. So uh, two problems there. Um, and then I ended up working at Deloitte's, um, who had a change management practice, which I joined. And they sent me to San Francisco to spend a few months working on a global approach to change management. And that was fantastic. I worked with a boutique firm who just changed how I saw everything. Nice. And, uh, it was really good. And I came back and set up my own change management firm. And my first client was Virgin Atlantic. And I worked with a them for a year. First. That was great. <laughs> Helping them with their strategy. And at the end of it, they said, well, the area that really needs to change is IT. So I joined them as their IT director, having left IT <laughs> 15 years before, 12 years before. And I was the Forrest Gump of the IT world. <laughs> um, you were happy at that moment? Well, it was four years before the year 2000. So I was happy when I sat in my job on the first day and it all looked fun. And then people started to tell me about the year 2000 and how the Civil Aviation Authority wouldn't give Virgin a license to fly if Ooh. we couldn't prove all the systems were safe. So the next three years were largely taken up with that. But there were some funny things like I opened the desk drawer and there was a letter from my predecessor saying, I've come across this thing called the Internet. And I think it could be quite big for selling travel, <laughs> uh, which was quite I wish I'd kept that note. But then there were a, a number of things that we did. We did their first transactional website and, and so on. And then a few of us left there to work with Virgin to set up an online travel company, um, which didn't quite work out because it was just before the dot-com crash. It was crash. too early, yeah. It was, it was a bit of a disaster. But they were very good, treated us well, paid me off, paid the, all the others off. And so we decided to move to France, as so, one does. Always a, always a good choice. <laughs> Is there a practical tip for all the travelholics coming up and listen to this? Uh, yeah. How important is a failure? Actually, a failure is important if you learn from it. And um, I'd say I've been through a number of things where we failed. What was the biggest um, one? The biggest one. I think that one was a pretty big failure um, in that we had a huge potential valuation from Goldman Sachs. 
um, because of the Virgin brand. We had assembled an online um, agency, a television channel. We had got um, all sorts of CRM systems set up. We had a call center. And in the end, we had to pull the plug on everything. And it was really very, very disappointing. For how many um, people? Um, there were a couple of hundred involved. And, um, but a lot of them stayed. We, we um, Virgin took various bits of that into different parts of the organization. Um, but then, no, since then, it's been um, really interesting. So I spent then 11 years at Amadeus um, learning what was going on in the travel world in terms of travel technology. And uh, yeah, it's been a fascinating time. And today you're absolutely into hyper-personalization. It's, it's an interesting one in that I think lots of people talk about personalization, but they really mean segmentation. Or at best, they mean putting your, your name on a letter, but sending everything the same to everyone. Or maybe they, they send an average thing to someone. And even the best practice, uh, which is A-B testing at the moment, you take website A, which has got blue buttons, and website B, which has got green buttons, Website B converts better, so you switch everything to website B. And what that does is it makes every website suitable for the average user. And no one's an average user. So we think it's nice theory, but it's completely wrong. So what we want to do is work out what is the right approach for each individual and use AI and machine learning to drive putting the right product in front of that person at the right moment. And I think... Um, We don't think anyone really knows what they want when they look for a holiday. It's only when they start comparing that they start making choices. And so as soon as they start comparing, you learn. And we think it's disrespectful not to learn from them. What is your favorite dream of a holiday? Ah, uh, Well, actually, I've just booked one. Um, <laughs> it's the first cruise I've ever booked. I've never Ooh. wanted to go on a cruise. Um, but uh, we were part acquired by um, Donata last year. And one of their companies is called Imagine Cruising. And they do something very clever with cruises, which is to say cruises can be essentially quite boring sometimes. So why don't we put some brilliant things around them? So this particular one, we're flying to Athens. We've got seven days on a beautiful boat, which is butler service and all sorts of nice things, going to nice places. Five days on Lake Guard and then coming back on the Orient Express. And I've always wanted to do the Orient <sighs> Express. So that's really good. I think the best holiday I've ever had was in Venezuela years before it went bad um, but sailing up the Amazon swimming in pink waterfalls in, under pink waterfalls having parrots flying over your head at breakfast time all those <laughs> kind of things but I've traveled an awful lot and I'd say any time you can get to travel and see um, authentic parts of the world is it's just enriching I love it so I'm a massive believer in the travel industry me too what will be the future of deciding how and where to go Hmm. I think increasingly people will um, be able to make better trade-offs. And uh, I think it's quite interesting in that a lot of people have looked to try and help people find products or help people find them the best holiday by looking at their history of booking things. And I think a lot of the reason for that is technology companies have a history of bookings. And so they've tried to use that data to help people find stuff. But my last holiday which was, um, what was my last holiday? Yeah, 10 days round Jordan. Fantastic trip, but it has absolutely no relevance to my next holiday, which is a beach holiday in Mexico. <laughs> so if you took my previous history and tried to analyze that and say, okay, this guy's had 10 days going round Jordan, there's no way on earth, literally, you would come up <laughs> with, okay, he's going to spend a week on a beach in Mexico. So I think it's about 
putting ideas in front of people in a way that they can compare, helping them see what you know about them. So if you were in a shop um, and I said, I'd like to do this, you'd ask questions. You'd say, so what was your last holiday like? What did you like about it? How different do you want this to be? Was it the beach that was good or was it the hotel? And in that hotel, did you, was it too busy? Was it too grown up or was it not? And by asking some good questions, you start to establish things. And then ideally you have perfect knowledge to say, well, here are those things and make some trade-offs and offer you the right thing. And I think in various different formats, whether that's through voice, through on-screen stuff or whatever, we'll be able to ask the right questions to people so that you can get down a bit like um, uh, Akineto. I don't know if you know that. Where, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where you ask questions to people. And in 20 questions, you get to the right answer. Yeah. It's a combination of doing that with explicit questions and picking up people's signals. And we should be able to find the perfect holiday for someone in 20 questions. So there will be agents at every page. It could be agents or it could be uh, recommenders that talk back to you and say, here's our recommendation. Oh. By the way, What is it about this that you like? Or here are the pictures that we think are suitable for you. You tell us if you don't think they are. And a bit like um, when you have a credit score online and you can see I'm not very good for getting a bank loan. We would love to show you your profile and say this is what we think you want. Are we guessing right? Because I think because we can measure the trade-offs, we probably do know what you want before you do. And I'd like to be really open about that and explicit and share it. The future persons coming up to this branch, what do the travel holics for the next generation need to do? First of all, travel and have a love of travel and go everywhere you can because this is the most wonderful world and, and people don't visit it enough. Yeah. Um, spend time out there, get to love it. I think understanding data is going to be absolutely critical. Um, travel is really a data business. It's a data and relationship business. People have been very good at relationships, which is why you've got massive fairs like this at ITB. And you walk around and you see people you've known for 20 years and it's really nice. But actually what we're selling in practical terms is data. And if you don't understand data and how to analyze data, then it's going to be quite a hard future because um, everyone wants now to be data driven. And uh, it's a combination of getting your inspiration right, understanding the product, but really If you want to be good at selling travel in future, understand data. So the little Lucy will... She's actually extremely good at three months of data analysis. <laughs> so she's got this every four hours thing. And uh, I think she's got it pretty well timed. Well, well. So we can look in a bright future for traveling. Oh, absolutely. It's the best industry in the world. It's also the biggest. It's growing. There's so much to see. And everywhere I go, I keep thinking this is the most beautiful place in the world. And suddenly... You find all these things you didn't realize and you just want to share it. So at the end, what do you say who needs to hear this talk? Hmm. People who are thinking of a career in travel and are weighing up, shall I go and be a merchant banker and do analysis of things in merchant banking? No, come and work in the travel industry. It's much better. It's much more fun. It's much more creative. Um, I'd say to anyone who's listening, enjoy your job. It's too big a part of life not to enjoy And thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Travel Hero podcast by ITB. If you like what you heard, make sure to check in soon again and subscribe to our channel to know when it's time to reveal another Travel Hero story. Music